What's going on? This is Chris Van Vliet, and you're watching Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Yeah, I fly and I soar, but I aspire for more. Took some time so I can show you how this lion can roar. Sound the sirens, let them know I'm standing right at the door. I'm defiant because I know that I'm a giant at core. Yeah, I'm that boy. Let them know that I'm next level. I'm a whole new kind of guy. Anyway, look, if you can get a coconut and, and wire it into the ground, get some electricity. You can find us. We own the. <laughs> My guy said put two coconuts together. Okay. Did you, did you turn this off yet, man? No, I can't <laughs> Turn it off, bro. This is embarrassing me. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast, running eight years strong and number one all year. And uh, today we got a very, very special guest. This was a long time in the making. Been trying to get this one going for a minute. But we have very special guest, the one, the only, Antoine Richards. Antoine, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I like that intro. I, I'm going to need you to walk around with me. <laughs> I'd be a hype, man. <laughs> walk into the room first and be like, look, y'all, who, guess who's coming through this door right here? That's <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, I used to be an MC at clubs out here. So, man, that, Did you that's really? just a... Yeah, I did that. He used to do radio out here. So, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's the intro. I like that, man. I'm going to have to play that before <laughs> I walk in anywhere with some music behind it. <laughs> oh, man. So, how you doing, man? How's everything going? Man, I'm good, man. I ain't going to say nothing negative about anything going on in my life. It's good. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, man, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you're super busy, but thank you for taking time out of your day to come on the show. Such an honor to have you here. I know we've been trying, I've been trying to get this going for a long time. And I looked at some of our old conversations when I was getting started. I was like, man, you know, how do I work with this company? How do I do this? And how do I do that? And you like, you know, work with it. You know, you, you start small and then you'll eventually get there. And yeah, you wasn't lying. You yeah. wasn't lying. <laughs> It's that hole you gotta crawl before you walk, and people hate freaking crawling, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. They definitely do. So yeah, man. Like, let's let's talk about it. Go ahead. The floor is yours. The show is I'm yours. You real quick. You say you've been doing this eight years strong now. Eight years strong. The podcast or YouTube and all together what? The podcast. Man, you've been doing the podcast for eight years, dude. That is a long time. I've been YouTube. I'm about to celebrate seven years uh in september and i just think about the growth of my channel so you've been doing this this podcast eight years i tried to do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like i did a pretty good job but i only lasted like i don't know three months like six episodes or something like that because it's hard work so kudos to you because it, <laughs> it takes a lot first of all to source guests to be on your podcast and to get people to watch that podcast or even listen to it, that's a whole nother beast right there because it's a lot of work for a little bit of reward. Not to even mention the whole editing process of a podcast. It's yeah, kudos to you, man. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's something I, my friend uh, Cameron and I, we we started podcasting. I want to say like almost 10 years ago because he he we used to work together at microsoft he was always telling me he's like bro we need to talk about tech let's talk about games let's talk about that and i'm like what how are we gonna do it he's like 
let's uh let's do a podcast. I'm like, I don't know nothing about a podcast. Got all this equipment, didn't know how to use none of it. Yeah, we we started off sitting in a uh, my old house, like with a blue yeti on a bar stool, just recording, and then like I just took it and ran with it, and like 2019, not long after we had uh, I reached out to you, mm-hmm. I went full time just off of podcasting. I went my my YouTube's getting there, but podcasting has uh, I went from doing IT to this. So. That is freaking awesome. Congratulations on that conversion. I know that was very rewarding, but I, I want to go back. I see, I feel like I'm interviewing you right now. <laughs> What's going on? So you, said you had a blue Yeti on a bar stool and you're yeah. doing this pocket, man. That's, that's just, I, I freaking love the origin stories of this stuff, man. Everybody starts somewhere. And I feel like I started, mm, I started with pretty good equipment, what I would call pretty good equipment, especially for a beginner. But man, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this guy. His name is Jeff, a.k.a. El Jefe Reviews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big fan of his content. I love his origin story because I haven't seen his first video. Oh, I did watch a clip of it. He's telling me that he started with his phone. And back then, when I saw his stuff, I was like, you doing this on a phone? He was videoing and editing on his phone. And his what? first video took place on his stovetop. I think he put like a piece of cardboard on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are telling me you was, you know, you had your microphone mount was actually a Yeti on a bar stool, man. I mean, look at us, man. Look, look <laughs> killing it right now, bro. <laughs> we started from the bottom. We started from the bar stool. Now we here. <laughs> oh man, that's what's up. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's been a journey, like, and um, it's opened a lot of doors. I've got, I get to speak every year at all the colleges out here in the high schools, and you know, talk to the kids about their because the kids now, like, you talk to them, like, you you know, you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, or you know, you want to do this, and they're like, no, I want to be a YouTuber, I want to be a podcaster, and I'm like, all right. I can talk to you about it, but you know, that might be a little bit more stable of a career than trying to do this. So yeah, that's for sure, man. You know, funny thing about what we do, you know, you do it professionally for a living. I do it professionally for a living. Um, Me and my wife, we have, well, it's her friends, but you know, we're all friends now. The Mm -hmm. husband, he's an anesthesiologist. And I remember we were in, um, where were we? I think it was Virginia or somewhere. And I'm walking with him. He says, so you do YouTube videos for a living? Like, that's all you do? I said, yeah. He said, all right, man. I respect what you do. Respect you and love you. But don't ever tell my kids what you do for a living. (laughs) 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 I mean, this is a doctor, right? So, you know, his trajectory has led him to where he's at. And, you know, he's, you know, he's teaching his kids, you know, what, you know, how to do life or whatever. And at that moment, it totally clicked. You know, kids are impressionable. They think what we're doing is just turn on the camera, do something silly, and it just works. And, you know, you make money from it. It don't quite work like that. Yeah. It's, you know, especially when you you try to talk to people about, like, the business aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. what people see, like, if anyone watches, you know, this podcast or listens to it, what you're seeing and hearing that's like probably 10% of what we do. There's so much on the back end from the equipment, <laughs> post-production, editing, you know, reaching out to companies, companies reaching out to you. Cause you get to a point where companies going to be just, you're going to have an email. You're going to 
wake up look at it oh i got like 100 some emails okay okay yeah spam all right i might i might take that opportunity it gets like that but there's so much that goes into it on the back end that i i hope people understand i I know i've been preaching this for years now but it's like it's not just sit here hit record or go live and that's it there's so much to this and i know you could definitely speak more to this than i can (laughs) yeah most of the work does happen off camera it really does but i think for a lot of people um I, I was just on a podcast previously and they were asking me questions about the new guy. Like, what would I tell the new guy or girl who's getting started? The The biggest thing is starting, like, you do have to press record. You got to film yeah. that first video and it, it is going to suck badly. But at the time, it's, it's the best you can do. And then you make the next one a little bit better, the next one a little bit better. And you just keep going until you feel, you know, good about what you're doing. And uh, just, you know, let the process be the process and enjoy every step of that. And that's the that's the key part right there, like enjoying the process. Um, he he also asked me, um, I won't, I can't remember the exact question, but the process is there's mm-hmm. a lot of value in being in the moment during the whole process. And I was talking about how when you're looking around and you're seeing someone who might have started at the same time you do or you did or is doing the same type of content you're doing, and you look at them, they might be doing better than you via your perspective. And that really does steal your joy. And I'm guilty of it all the time. Like every day I'm, I'm looking at what I would call competitors or people who doing the same thing I'm doing. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, how come my video didn't hit like this? Or, you know, how come this didn't happen for me? And I'm like, I had to step outside of myself and be like, dude, shut up. Look where you at right now. Look what you got. You have, you are like leaps and bounds better than you used to be. And that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the battle with the imposter syndrome can, that's a hell of a fight. <laughs> and it, it, you ain't gonna never win. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna win that one. It's a losing battle. Bro, I, I had, um, there's a lot of folks that started around the time. So I started doing YouTube, like really getting serious about that or really starting doing YouTube aspect of it back in like 2017. And there's a lot of folks that started with, same time I did and like they've grown to like hundred thousand or a million and I'm over here like yo I'm I'm just shy of hitting thirty thousand and like so I've had folks tell me they're like well you know for all intents and purposes what you just you know you where you are versus where they are you failed and I'm like I don't I I don't want to say that that's not a failure I took my time getting to, to where I am and I didn't you know, because throughout this time, I, I floated from tech, gaming, you know, uh, uh, movies, anime, like all the different things I'm into, whereas a lot of folks just stuck with one thing. Because I feel like as creators, we're multifaceted, and sometimes we kind of get stuck in one area where it's like, I don't want to just do that. Some folks can just ride with it, you know, but... You are really speaking to me right now. <laughs> How so? the being multifaceted and you know because the whole thing with youtube is to niche down your channel right yeah that way you get more views and attract a bigger audience i tried that and it made me sick i compare it to eating a ham and cheese sandwich you you like ham and cheese sandwiches you eat meat some people don't i gotta ask (laughs) (laughs) so if you like a ham and cheese sandwich and i gave you one today for lunch you're gonna be like man that was a good sandwich Maybe tomorrow and the next day you still like that sandwich. But if you got to eat that same sandwich every day, every meal for the next couple of years, at some point you smell ham and you just want to vomit. 
And that's how yeah. I felt when I was doing the same type of videos over and over again. So that has definitely stifled my growth a little bit, but I'd rather keep my sanity. I just sometimes feel like all money ain't good money. That's true. That's true. And, you know, I, I want to speak on that because like looking at the content that you've done over the years, man, I love your style. It's fresh and it's, it's very unique because a lot of folks, you know, they'll get a tech product, spout off the tech specs, you know, and it's very monotone mm -hmm. and, you know, not knocking anybody, you know, you, you do what you do, get your money, how you do it and get your views and whatnot. But like a lot of it is kind of cookie cutter. But when I go to your videos, it's fresh, it's original, it's fun. You're really engaging. And I can sense your excitement when you're looking at something or you're reviewing something. And I can't say that about other people. So like when you're excited, I'm excited. You know, that's, that's organic, you know? So, man, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I, I can tell you the recipe is because it's me. <laughs> I'm the same cat. Like, okay, for example, before you actually hit that record button, I'm the same person before and after the record button was pressed. Am I wrong or right? No, you're so right. So I just right. put that in my videos, man. It's not that way I don't have to rehearse nothing. You know what I'm saying? And when you catch me off guard, you get the same get the same thing and so when you see me getting excited about a product it's because i'm hype like i love tech but i don't like reading numbers you know mm. here, here's here's something funny there are some videos i've done and if you actually listen now that we're having this conversation if you actually listen closely some of my more recent videos i'll have some b-roll going and then you'll hear me talking about specs and when you hear me talking about it just listen closely to how it sounds in comparison to how it sounds when you see my face, it's because I'm reading, bro. The company <laughs> wanted me to read some freaking specs. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like this shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I've had to read this shit like four times already. <laughs> and I didn't mess it up. And then when I cut the camera to, to my face, I'm like talking again. It's me. I'm back. <laughs> and then the B-roll starts and I'm like, oh yeah. And this has a 14.4. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't stand this. Oh man. And I can understand it because, like, you really break it down in real world usage. The average consumer don't care about none of that. They're That's like, they, like you know, they, they want to know, like, is it good? What can you do with it? You know, how can I actually use this in real world case scenarios? And that's why I, I love your content, because you speak to the average consumer as well as the tech head, too. But, like, it's just... Your approach is a way that so many tech creators, I feel, aren't doing, and I, I commend you for it. But thank you, and I, I thank you for that, but it, it boggles my brain. This is where I get into that whole comparison thing. What you said makes perfect sense to me. That's why I do it, right? You say you appreciate it, but I wonder who else really appreciates it, because I ain't getting that many views sometimes. And I'm like, do they want, do, do they want the plain, you know, sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want some like some seasoning on the sandwich like come on man like it seems like the the guys who actually do you know that type of content actually you know per, you know they actually kind of get pushed forward a little bit more by the audience or whatever but hey i'm just good at doing what i do and i just keep it going because that's all i i mean that's really all i know and i'm not comfortable doing it any other way do you ever feel like um like when it comes to like when products come in or like 
tech news hits. Do you ever feel like, damn, I need to go make a video right now about this? Or do you do it within your own time? Because I know like with content, people's attention spans being so short nowadays, it's like tech news or, or you know, just in general, gaming news or whatever. It's literally hot for like the first 24 to 48 hours and then like cools off. Do you ever feel that pressure? I fight that all the time. I'm like, oh God, okay, do I need to do this? Do I have to? Do I feel like it? Am I gonna sound robotic? You know, so that's man, that's tough, man. Sometimes it has gotten me to where I just need to jump up and turn the camera on because it's a hot news. And if I catch something where I feel like, like, let's say if I looked on my phone right now and I saw kind of a story about something. If I Google it and or I should say YouTube it, I want to see if somebody else has covered this content yet. If the answer is no, I'm going to jump on that because I can be first. Right. I can get the most views out of that. But then a lot of times I look and it's like, OK, it's the hot topic right now. I'm going to let y'all have that one, man, because I got other videos I got to make that are already stressing me out. I don't need this, too. Yeah. OK. okay. And like on a on an average week, like how much are you? Um, having to like plan out like videos and get everything situated. Cause I know you constantly be reviewing various tech. Does it ever feel like overwhelming or do you got a system in place where it comes in, boom, B roll, let's go ahead and hit record and, and get this video done. So you're kind of exposing me right now because I really don't have my life together. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't bro. <laughs> It seems like it because we put out content, you know, it looks all polished and everything. But seriously, I do not have my life and affairs in order. Um, typically on maybe Sunday morning, Monday morning, I might pull out my little pad and just kind of start jotting down some ideas and try to plan out the at least the next few days. I try mm -hmm. to go out a month, but that's so hard. Yeah, And uh, I'll pull it together and then like. If it's a video where I feel like I'm going to need a bunch of B-roll shots, sometimes I'll come in and just shoot a bunch of B-roll. And I just kind of, I don't know, a lot of times, man, I feel like um, it's kind of like, imagine this. You ever okay. been on a public transportation, like a city bus or something? Mm -hmm. Train? You know how, like, when the door is on the, on the train, like at the airport, the door is on the train closed and you haven't really grabbed that pole yet or sat yeah. down? And it just goes, they close and you're like, I know I should be sitting down and then it takes off. And then you're like, whoa, that's what my life is like. <laughs> I'm going, whoa, all the time. <laughs> I'm holding on to the pole, so I didn't quite fall, but I'm holding on. And that's pretty much what it is week to week for me. Man, I can, I fully relate to that. I thought it was just me feeling like that because I'm trying to do all this stuff around because i got my youngest is two two and a half she mm -hmm. running around doing whatever she doing and then i got my two teenagers and they drive me up the wall and i'm trying to manage that home life married life whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> how, how many kids two i've got three so i've got three two teenagers kids. uh 12 and 12 and 13 and then i got a two-year-old dude you are in the trenches like knee deep into the parenting trenches dude you got a 13 year old kid, boy or girl? All girls. Oh, God. Yeah. And they want, and the, the two older ones, they're like, can we date? No, you can't date till you get married. You can't marry till you get, you start dating. They're like, how does that work? It don't work. Stop <laughs> thinking about it. It ain't happening. 
Oh man, dude, you, seriously, you're in the trenches, especially with three girls at those particular ages. And then the little one driving you crazy, like a little chihuahua running around the house. Yeah, right there. <laughs> oh man. So what do they think about what dad does? Um, the, uh, so the, the, the older two, they, they're kind of embarrassed by it because like their friends, parents are like, uh, either police or doctors or military and whatnot. And then they're like, so what does your dad do? Oh, he plays on the internet. And I'm like, no, I make professional <laughs> videos. I'm a videographer. <laughs> Come on, put, put some respect on it. They're like, dad, you hit record and that's it. I'm like, that's, no, it's not. I'm like, you sound yeah. like one of them haters out there. Well, yeah. whatever, dad. <laughs> that's that's crazy. You know what's what's interesting about that? Like your kids, they're really close to you, right? So they think everything you do is kind of stupid. Yeah. But their friend, <laughs> however, think will probably think you're just the coolest thing ever. Like, I wish my dad could be like yours. While the the kid who actually has that dad, they're like, Oh man, that dad, dad is stupid. Let me just not let him outside the house. That's how my son was. <laughs> <laughs> oh so man. Uh, my kid, my my older kids, their uh, friends would come over. They're like, "Oh, I need a, you know, I need a webcam or I need a mic." I'm like, "Here you go, here you go. I got, I can either sell it or give it away." I'm like, "I got all this. Here you go. There you mm -hmm. go. I don't need it." <laughs> You're the cool dad. It is what it is. Except, except for to the, my own kids, They're, everyone else they come cool. I'm like, "Okay, I'll take a W when I can take it." <laughs> it just comes with the with it, man. Your kids will never look at you that way until at some point they become adults and they're like, man, my dad's pretty freaking cool. I, don't, I think I right. like <laughs> When they're 28 years old, right? <laughs> uh, boy, he's, uh, he's 22. He just graduated in May. And um, I had a conversation with him just before graduation, like two days before graduation. Mm -hmm. One thing that kind of sticks with me is the way his voice sounded when he said, I don't know how you did it, dad. Like you were 22 or he, I was, he was, I was 20 when I had him and I mm -hmm. was 22 when I got out of the Marine Corps and I had at the time a wife, him and a stepson. And he was just thinking to himself, like, cause he's about to start life for real, having to work and everything. And he's overwhelmed with the simplicities of his young life. Mm -hmm. What I would call simplicities, you know? And he was like, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you still do it. But man, and that's when I feel, I felt like he finally, he's always respected me, but that's when I think he got it. Like, oh man, mm -hmm. dad has been killing it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it interesting? Like when you really look at the perspective of like the younger generation and like our kids and such from like when we grew up, like life's so different and like things that they find to be like overwhelming, we can look at it and be like, okay. You could probably proceed this way, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's fascinating sitting back and letting them figure it out on their own. And like when they need help or they need guidance, okay, you can come to me. I can give you some pointers, but ultimately this is your journey. And mm -hmm. it, it's to me, like it, it's fascinating to watch it. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And that, that brings up a good point, especially with uh, child rearing, like, all right, your teenage girls. They are at the stage in life, and it's just really the beginning, where <laughs> they're going to be experiencing a lot of things for the first time. I remember my yeah. son, my wife, she'd be ready to just grab him by his throat and just toss him. And I'm like, hey, hey, put your hand down. You know, like, he don't know how to deal with this. You know, this is his yeah. first time dealing with this emotion or this thing that happened. You and I think it's stupid because we've dealt with it 
and we figured out we have the tools to deal with it mentally and physically for him it's the very first time so he's panicking he's in panic mode <laughs> he doesn't have the tools <laughs> so it's been plenty of, i've saved his life so son if you're watching this podcast you owe me your life because <laughs> you out several times by now <laughs> for me pulling her back oh man what do you think also about like this generation and like social media and how much that's I feel like both positively and negatively impacted the younger generation. Like social media addiction is, I feel is really bad. Cause even when my, my teenagers, like they're always on their phones now and I'm like, you want to go outside? Do y'all want to go somewhere? Y'all want to well, get the hell up out of the house? <laughs> just, I don't just say it. Like, you know, mom and I would like some alone time. So. <laughs> how, how, so the question is, how do I feel like it's really impacted the youth? good yeah. or bad yeah i think um let's talk about the good first um, okay i think there's so much more opportunity for the youth to learn one mm -hmm. like seriously there was some things like when i was doing my homework you know i would ask my mom or my auntie like you know to help me with a math problem you know you've been through this and they tell you <laughs> and then it's all wrong <laughs> the next day there's opportunity for a lot of growth in education on the internet. It's just out there, right? And then there's a lot of opportunity to explore. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I I um I was I was 18 when I joined the military. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to leave Austin, I had to join the military. Cause I had prior to that, I hadn't been anywhere, hadn't really seen much of anything. And the best we could do back then was Encyclopedia Britannica, you know? Yep. So <laughs> There's a lot of opportunity there, man. And as you grow up, you know, as, as far as being a teenager or, you know, going into adult life, there's so much more opportunity to earn money, earn an income. Being an influencer is the tip of the iceberg. There's so much money now to be made via the Internet. Seriously, everything can like so much money on the Internet. Um, but that's also there's also a negative side of that if you want to get into it. But to go to the negative side of things, yeah, social media addiction is a real thing. and. Um, I don't know how to mitigate it. I don't have any answers for that, but I will tell you that we were not ready for the internet when it came to be. We still ain't really prepared for it. And we've been, yeah. the internet's been around since at least, you know, it's like Facebook internet. It's been around since 07. And we still have, we're still in the woe phase. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's still just running on its own legs and we really haven't caught up to it. So yeah, people are addicted, you know, that dopamine that you get from the likes. And then if you get some dislikes or don't get any engagement, it really does affect your mood for the day. Hell, there's, there's couples who are in full fledged relationships who don't really talk to each other. They'll be in the same room, same bed, same, whatever. And both of them be on their phone scrolling. I've seen, I, I can't even tell you how many memes I've seen where, uh, it'll be like this husband says, yeah, my wife said she was tired, too tired to play around. She's going to sleep. And then I'm in the next room. I'm getting TikToks sent to me. You know what I mean? Like she's on TikTok, <laughs> but she ain't, you know, she said she was tired, but I'm getting TikTok videos. Because <laughs> <laughs> my wife would rather be on social media than playing with me. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, yeah. you know that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing something wrong. It's real, bro. It, it, it's <laughs> happening, man. And people are really in love with the internet. They don't know how to detach. And it's, it's just a terrible thing. So there's a lot of pros and definitely a lot of cons. We just got to figure out how to navigate this thing somehow, even though we're as 
deep into it as we are. Yeah. But, you know, touching on what you were saying about like the opportunities to, to make money now, like I really feel like, okay. So I had this conversation with a friend two days ago. So she works as a, uh, and I forget what position she is at this company, but she like works at this dental company. And so she was saying like, I wish there were ways for me to make more money because I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, there's so many ways. Like you could do so much stuff. You could, she's like, well, I don't know if I could do YouTube. I'm like, you ain't got to do YouTube. There's just so many things you can work from home. You could, you know, get a coffee or a Patreon or something and, and, you know, make crafts and art or, you know, make music, do all kinds of stuff. Like there's, I feel like there's way more ways to make money now than before. Absolutely, like, man. You used to have to go out and labor to or sit at a cubicle to earn an income. Now it doesn't have to be a full fledged, you know, full time income, but you, there's so many side gigs you could do. I mean, and $500 a month is life changing money for a lot of people. Like it can really steer you in one direction or the other $500 mm -hmm. extra per month. So to be able to make that on the internet, just by doing damn near anything, I think that we're at a phenomenal place, man. And I think the pandemic, I saw this, this TikTok yesterday, this dude was talking about how he missed the pandemic. Now I know a lot of people, you know, were hurt with during the pandemic that, that full two years, but, um, he was just talking about things that he missed. You know, there's, it seemed like we kind of went back to the eighties. It was a simpler time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's quiet. laughs> For the most part, it was kind of quiet. Right. <laughs> but, uh, it made me think about like the income earning opportunities. A lot of them showed up during the pandemic. We have the pandemic to thank for a lot of things. As much terrible things came with it, we have a lot of things to be grateful for that spawned from the pandemic too. Yeah, and that was actually something I was talking about with my my friend yesterday when we were podcasting. I was saying, you know, that pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes to the opportunities that are out there. You know, uh, mm -hmm. as an example, my wife at the company she was with uh, for over a decade, they let her go and the whole team out here and just closed up shop in Hawaii completely. And mm -hmm. so she was down about that. And I'm like, hey, you do all this arts and crafts stuff and all this other, you know, art and whatnot. I said, start streaming, start putting stuff up, you know, on, on um, Etsy and stuff like that. She started doing that, started making a, a gain load of money. I'm like, hey, this might be a full-time career. She's like, no, nah, I want something more stable. I'm like, but you're making more money doing this. Do this. Yeah. Don't, do, don't they could let you go again. Just do this. And she's like, well, I do both. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it becomes a side gig. <laughs> and you know, when you say side gig, it makes me think the, of the term side hustle. Man, I used to have this mixed relationship with the word hustle because I've always been a hustler, but hustler mm -hmm. has to have this negative connotation to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I don't know, maybe 2016 is where it was like hustle became a cool buzzword. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah so, and you know it's even still to this day part of my logo is you know hustle hard stay humble mm -hmm. and um i mean that's that's pretty much a mantra right there right and uh where was i going with this i got sidetracked i need some some, some coffee or something <laughs> <laughs> man that just went <laughs> Dude, you know, if, if uh, I know it's a totally off topic, but you know how, like, some people say, man, I wish I can get in your head. I'm like, no, you don't. It's a lot going <laughs> on. You know, my, you know what the inside of my head looks like? You ever see, you remember the Michael Jackson uh, album cover 
um, which one was it? I think it was the one with Remember the Time. Remember that yeah. album with the carnival? Yeah. <laughs> all the stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> the poster, <laughs> a bunch of random shit. Just <laughs> That's what's going on inside of here, man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man, I look like I have it together. You see these videos, they are edited, okay? There was time and effort that went into making me look good. It is not okay around here. <laughs> this is freaking chaos. <laughs> oh man that's what that's why i like when you have situations where someone's like what's on your mind right now you don't want to know yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's dark in there bro <laughs> oh man oh man. yeah but uh, as far as the social media thing goes man i'm sorry i don't know is my screen going black no okay my screens keep just kind of going black. So just making sure it's not messing up none. But as far as the social media thing goes, man, it's a it's definitely a blessing and a curse. The money making aspect of it, the education that we can get from. I mean, look what Zuckerberg is doing with this metaverse stuff and like the Apple goggles. Is that the right name? I don't know what it's called. But look what they're doing on the education yeah. side. There are people who have not gone anywhere who can now go somewhere because of, you know, technology and the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, the, the, now I'm not sure if you ever had to deal with this on the, the content creator side, but like I've noticed, uh, particularly, so I, I guess I'm kind of slotted in the gaming creator scene like mm -hmm. i do i enjoy gaming i enjoy it casually and i get a lot of flack because people like let me look at your your achievement the xbox achievements or your playstation trophies i'm like i don't care about that i pick a game up i play it and i'm done with it <laughs> i go on with it <laughs> but because like I, I i do review stuff like games text and such like that um i've when i interact with other people who are in the gaming sphere it becomes a whole thing about just talking about metrics and talking about follower count and talking about this and like them always promoting and bragging on social media about their follower count and all this, this and this. And I'm just like, how do you have this much time to be on social media talking about this? Like, mm -hmm. are you trying to compensate for some or like, I don't mind like celebrating the W, but I'm like, your whole, your whole thread for like the last 24 hours is just about how great you are. I'm like what's what's going on? You want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I think like that. I think uh, seeing things like that, and it, it really is a turn off for me because I'm a lot like you. Like, yes, I get paid from YouTube. I earn a living for it. Do it. Like that's my sole source of income is creator content stuff, right? Social media work. But at the end of the day, I do these videos with a still with still a raw love and joy for the game, so to speak. You know how they say the athletes still play for the love of the game. It's not the money. Yeah, there's a big part of me that still has that. Like, I like turning on the camera and taking just the the just some footage, and then you put it on a computer screen, manipulate it, and it turns into this. And people want to watch it. Just the elements yeah. of that. I remember my friend Eric DBZN Media. I think you know him. Yeah, uh, Duke. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we met. Yeah. yeah. So I remember one time he said the audacity of the creator. And I was like, what do you mean the audacity of the creator? He said, dude, the audacity of someone to take a camera, turn it on, 
and put themselves in front of it, knowing that you ain't nobody to nobody. You know what I mean? You just putting it out on the internet. You you create it, you make it, you polish it up to what you want. This is your baby. And then you put it on the internet. And he said, the audacity of the creator to have good vibes on the back of the wall. You know, like you, you make your own, <laughs> your own landscape, your own background, like it's creator. Like yeah. I still love that part of it. Like the metrics, yeah, you need them, you know, to, to quantify your value. If somebody's going to pay you to do some work for them or something like that, you do need them, a follower count, view counts and stuff like that. But for me, and it, this could be, this could be to my own detriment sometimes, but the, the audacity of the creator creator and the love of the game is why I still turn on the camera. Cause I can get paid doing anything. Right. But man, I really love doing this stuff. I really do. Yeah. Um, do you, okay. So with the various platforms out right now, outside of YouTube, like, do you, do you feel overwhelmed every time? Like there's like this, a new platform popping up. So, you know, you got your tick TikTok that jumped okay. off. I feel like I'm behind on that one. And then Instagram was pushing the reels. And then now they got me, uh, was it Instagram meet or something like that, that they're Twitter competitive and you got blue sky. Isn't it some Instagram, something like this it's supposed to be like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Twitter. And then you got blue sky social media. And man, I feel like I can't keep up half the time. Dude, you oh, had yeah. mentioned at least two. I'm thinking three social media platforms. I don't even know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> so, answer your question. Yes, it's very overwhelming. And you actually made me feel good about myself because I'm on TikTok, right? You mm. said you're still behind. I thought I was behind. And then you told me you was behind. So that makes me feel better because I'm better than you because I'm on TikTok. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this. I've been, I mean, I was one of those people who were very uh, reluctant and almost like, you know, just, I just did not want to be on TikTok because it was just another platform. Like, I don't want to do the next thing or a new thing. Like, I'm barely getting the swing of this other thing that I'm on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I get the swing of TikTok, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a talk tick that shows up somewhere, something else, right? It's always going to be something else. And here's what I say to that. I had to kind of convince myself, yes, you do need to be on a set amount of platforms. And if you can multi-purpose content, like mm -hmm. I'm glad we're in this space, like there's a lot of platforms, but the good thing is you can multi-use your, your content. If it's in mm -hmm. vertical form, you got shorts, reels, uh, I guess YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, Facebook is reels as well. And mm -hmm. then you got TikTok. So you can make one vertical video, plaster it all over the place. Yep. That's great. But at the end of the day, I, I like to use the Mario, the Super Mario Brothers analogy. I kind of just came up with this. There's a couple of different kinds of people in this world, right? When it comes to getting money and stuff, there's the Mario player who plays Mario for the sport of it. And you go through, you get them coins, right? You get a few of them, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and you, you get a few Koopa Troopas and you bash up some stuff, but you're trying to get to that flag and then defeat Bowser as fast as possible. You're just blazing through it, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the, um, and you might die a few times. I don't know. You know, it just depends on how skilled you are, but then there's the player who tries to get every single coin out there. This person's going to take forever to get to this game and might not ever get to the flag because they have died so many times trying to get that coin that's up there in that little corner. <laughs> and all you hear is 
It's because you're trying to get all the coins. It's not necessary to get all the coins in order to win the game, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. It um <clears throat> yeah, like I I uh I I I look at it and I'm like, like you were saying, like you can make a short form content, you can put it everywhere. And it's like I, I've seen creators say that they don't want to do the short form because there's you know, there's no gain from it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it allows you to capture an audience that may not have the time to sit and look at your full video. But at the same True. time, it also could if they like what they see from that short, they're like, hey, I want to check out this. This cat probably got some really dope stuff. Let me go check it out. You know, yeah. it's an opportunity. And <clears throat> I feel like the biggest thing with content creating so many people can you know, we, we, we all fall victim of it. It's like getting complacent. You can never get complacent or stay doing what you're doing. Like, or you can keep doing what you're doing, but always improve on it rather. And it's, it's, you can't be afraid of trying something new. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And that's where I was with the uh, whole TikTok thing. I mean, it was already going in full force. Some people had already created an empire on TikTok. And I was that guy who was being complacent. YouTube was working out. Instagram was just okay. And I was like, I don't want to do the next thing. And at some point I thought to myself, look, if you want to grow, you got to move a little bit. You got to keep your feet moving. You know, something new pops up. You ain't got to do it. But if you did it, would it hurt you or would it help you? So you, you got to make your assessments, you know, call your audibles as you need them. Yeah. Um, do you, when, with the editing process, like what kind of software do you use and, and, do you enjoy editing or is it like time consuming? So I have a love hate relationship with Premiere. I'm like, right. all right, I'm almost done. And it's like, crash, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I have like this whole, I have like a, a Twitch. Like, you know, I'll be editing. I do enjoy editing, but like you said, it's a love hate relationship because sometimes it is very time consuming and you just drone out. But then I got the, like this little Twitch where I edit, save, edit, save. And it's like, it's almost like panic mode because it's it has crashed on me before, and I'm like, oh shit, did I save? Click, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's, it's uh, I I really do enjoy the process of editing mm-hmm. because that's the creating part, right? I get to record myself on camera or some things on camera, right? And it looks one way, and if you just play it, it looks just like that. But with the magic of editing. I don't know. You can just throw any element in there. You can help tell your story with some B-roll, all kinds of stuff, man. And it's like creating little short movies. Yeah. How's it like? How's it feel being over a hundred thousand subscribers? Like that's got to feel monumental. I know you got the the YouTube play button. Like, was that was that how big of a milestone was that for you? Oh man, that was a interesting period of time. So when I was almost there. I was like, oh, crap, it's coming. I can feel it in the, the little ticker. Like it was like one subscriber would come like every it felt like every like couple of hours. Right. And I was like, man, will it just hurry up and get here. But mm-hmm. then at some point I was thinking like, OK, what happens after that? Like, is there going to be confetti falling out of the sky? Am I going to bring a big check? You know what I mean? Like one of the big paper checks. <laughs> Like, seriously, what happens once you hit the 100K? I obsessed with that number for a long time. 
And I had to determine what does it mean to you? Yes, it's a milestone. Yes, you get the plaque and it's all great. But then the next day and my wife, my wife like celebrated harder than I did. Have you seen those things where like somebody has a birthday, they put it in your yard. It says happy birthday, real big and tall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? She got yeah. me one of those. It said, congratulations, 100,000 subscribers. Like my whole neighborhood knew I hit 100. <laughs> my wife is freaking awesome, man. She did that for me and it made it so special. But seriously, the next day it was like, all right, I got to make another video. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn. That, yeah, that ha- it's gone. You know, it's just literally like I was at 100,001. I was like, well, that's over. It's not that it doesn't mean anything. It's just that it literally is just a number. And I think after that, that whole rush went away. And it was just like, well, I don't know. It's just it's gone. But for those <laughs> who are trying to reach it, you're, you're going you're gonna to get there someday. Just keep making videos. It's inevitable. Somebody's going to like your stuff. And they're going to come back and watch it again and then invite some friends. It's coming. But don't obsess over it. Or you'll wake up one day and be like, damn, that happened. Got to go make some more videos. <laughs> yeah man i really did obsess over that you know and for all the wrong reasons too for all the wrong reasons it it, it's you know i i feel like because that's one of my goals like i i want to try and hit that by the end of the year if not if i don't hit it by the end of the year i'm like i'm gonna keep pushing for it but i felt that way trying to get my first hundred subscribers trying to get my first thousand and then first ten thousand then i yeah like it it you can get obsessed with it and then you're right like it hits you once you hit that milestone you're like all right well shit it's time to make another video let's go where's the confetti man (laughs) yeah hit me with it (laughs) i was expecting a trophy like you know like at the end of the finals or something you know (laughs) golly and that's when uh, I kind of just fell back to, you know, why I started doing this in the first place. One, it was a paycheck because uh-huh. I saw when I first did my first couple of videos, I earned like a dollar and 43, uh, 43 cents. And I was like, all right, if I can do a dollar and 43, I can do a hundred and forty three and so forth and so forth. So, yes, it was the the income and the possibilities of it. <clears throat> but the second thing was I really enjoy the game. I like creating content. Okay. Do you feel like it's um, sustainable? Like I've had people say that they don't think content creating is sustainable, but I'm like, you can say that about anything. It's about what you put into it. Mm -hmm. I think about this at least a couple of times a week because, you know, people are getting laid off all the time. Excuse me. Companies are closing their doors all the time. And what happens if Google decides to just snatch it all up, stop paying people? Um, Yeah, you're right anything could end you ride it until the wheels fall off because a lot of people the the same person that could say that like okay what if google snatches everything up they're working as an insurance agent right well yeah Mm -hmm. well what if insurance ain't a thing no more you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. (laughs) what happens when the housing market crashes or i don't know anything could nothing is forever so when you got something good going you ride it till the wheels fall off and if there's a backup plan or something you're doing on the side and what you should be, you should always even have a side gig for your side gig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, that's just my attitude about it. 
I I also think you know going touching back on the, the hustler mentality. I think that's a generational thing where like for us coming up, you kind of mm-hmm. had to have a hustle and a side hustle. That was just one of the things that you know it was just ingrained into us. It. I'm not saying that the younger generation doesn't have it, but they don't understand it the way we would. I would say. Hmm. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I think th- that's a good. Man. So for us, when you say the hustle mentality, yes, it did exist, right? But I think for us, how how old are you? I'm I'm 36. All right. So we're about the same age. For us coming up, it was still the one job, right? You you get yeah. yourself, you maybe go to college, get yourself a job, and you maybe get a, a government job, work for the post office or something, and retire. That mentality uh-huh. still still exists for a lot of people our age. And, and older, of course. But uh, I think because of what I described about the Internet a few minutes ago, I think the younger generation is quite the opposite, actually. I think they're like they don't have to stick around for nothing. Like they're just here working this job until something better comes up. Like today's generation. And when I say today's generation, I'm not talking about a demographic of like age groups. I'm talking about people in general mm-hmm. of today. If you look at somebody's resume you will see like like four or five jobs within the last three years and mm-hmm. it's cool if this place is gonna pay you more go yeah you being loyal for because they're gonna fire your ass as soon as they get the chance <laughs> so yeah i think i don't know I, I don't know if i agree with exactly what you said but i feel like in our generation yeah one job forever retire and you know, maybe have a backup plan. I don't know. Most likely not. A lot of them cats did, but in today's world, I think a lot of people are, you know, like seeing that you do need a side hustle for your side hustle, and uh, that you don't, or you probably even shouldn't, you know, commit your entire life and existence to a company and work somewhere. And I guess we could we could add on to that too. Is um, I feel like the the concept of you get one you know you you go to school you get education get this job work for x amount of years retire and like that's what you're doing that's what your your life is meant to do i can also see with this generation now they're like they're constantly questioning like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that i might like this i might and they to give them credit they understand the fluidity of like life and how things just don't stay the same you know things change and they i i can say they probably have a better grasp of it than most of the older generation it's because it's happening while they're young while you're young you're you're, you're more adaptable more resilient and when you get old you know your bones get a little rickety so you're like trying to just settle down (laughs) a little bit you know (laughs) i don't know i got emotion i won't learn nothing new (laughs) yo yo I don't know if you're the same way, but I, I'm at an age now where I'm like, I get mad if I go in the store and they move something. I'm like, how dare they? <laughs> like, what? The bread was, oh, why is the bread on the other side of the store? Man, I'm, I'm mad. I'm like, call you manager. Let me uh, complain. <laughs> I have had full-blown episodes in Walmart <laughs> over them <laughs> moving freaking like ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you have really scratched a nerve right now, man. I have had <laughs> episodes in the store. As a matter of fact, 
I was talking to this lady this morning on the phone and she was talking about, oh, we have this place here called the Turkey Hut. It's a real famous place in Houston. Mm. And I will not go because there's always a line. First of all, it's not it's not close to my house. So I'm definitely not going to drive that far to go wait in line. It's always wrapped mm -hmm. around the place. And she was telling me about this place, how she went. I was like, man, you're from out of town and you went there. I can't go because of the lines. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, I don't wait in lines. I'm too old for this. I told her about this one experience. I was in a grocery store. Me and my wife, we went through the grocery store, had our basket. It wasn't like first of the, first of the month type of shopping, but we had enough stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, we get there and I see the lines like one, two, three, four, five. They're all just backed up. And I scan the area and I'm like, I'm starting to boil on the inside, <laughs> like old man rage, you know, like <laughs> why are so many people here? <laughs> And then I looked at all the cashiers and the employees, what they were doing. And I was just like, I'm not going to do this. I'm leaving. Put the cart right there. She's like, what? I was like, we're leaving. We're going to go drive to the next store. So she was like flabbergasted. She didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm not waiting in line. I, no. <laughs> I had a full episode, bro. We get in the car, we drive to another store down the street. And granted, by the time we got to that store, I probably would have been done checking out at the current store, but it was just mm -hmm. the principle of it, man. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me like I'm crazy. It was a moment. I had an episode. <laughs> I could not be in that place waiting in line. I do not like to wait in line, bro. Oh, no, I, I have no patience for it. I have none at all. Like, I'm just... Cause I, I'm like, yeah, you know, you, you go to these stores and, or you go to like, okay, what's this? We got this spot out here. Um, it's called rainbow <laughs> drive-ins. If you ever come to Hawaii, if you ever go to, uh, come here to Honolulu, I, best spot to go rainbows drive-in. Anyone okay. would tell you to go there. I love going cause down the street from my, cause my condo's here in Waikiki, in Waikiki. So it's like right down the street. So whenever we want to go eat there, most of the time, I'm like, let's either go early, let's go late. If we got to go during the day and people just come straight from the beach and they're there, I'm like, hell no, I ain't waiting. Look, I'm from, I'm from South Memphis, man. We I just ain't got time for that. So I'm just saying. So, I don't know if it's I, certain personalities or our old age, but yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Um, okay. Do you put your family on social media or in your videos or anything? Um, I'll occasionally, so my teenagers, no, um, mm -hmm. I don't do that, but my, my youngest occasionally, like if I take a bitch or whatever, she pops up in some, then that, that happens. But like my teenagers, no, my wife, she also does content creating. So she will do stuff together. Like we do, uh, anime reactions or she'll have me watch real housewives. I only like one of those shows <laughs> just cause I had to watch it for so damn long. <laughs> but uh no like um as far as like my wife and i like we'll do some crossover stuff but for the most part we kind of <clears> just do our own thing gotcha well it's a little bit different with y'all because y'all are both creators so yeah it makes sense you know how she doesn't have a problem or you don't have a problem putting her on social media i asked that question because every once in a while somebody will ask me like hey how come well, okay, somebody who doesn't know me, like, a, you know, someone who just watches and, you know, I don't know them, they'll say, hey, you should put your wife in more stuff or, you know, you should put your son in more stuff because they have made appearances, you know, once mm -hmm. or twice here and there. But then there's people that I know that 
there that were like, how come you never put your wife on social media? Like you're always, you know, by yourself or whatever. Are you, you guys okay? Like, is your relationship okay? And I'm thinking to myself, I get that too. <laughs> that's why we're okay is because I don't put her on social media. Like the people who for, I have, we're going to have to touch on this whole thing with couples and social media, but go for um, it. <laughs> I don't, I don't put them on social media because they didn't ask for this. You know what I mean? Right. Right. They did not set out to be YouTube stars or creators or famous for any reason. So if I put them on things that that uh, makes them vulnerable to comments, uh, mm -hmm. security, all kinds of stuff. And being ex-military, I'm all about security. Uh, I might not be the best at the cybersecurity thing, but I don't want to be showing people, you know, like they might right. not want to be out there. They did not ask for this. That's just the bottom line. So, and you know, people on the internet, they don't think you're human in the first place. So they just say what they want. So, right. you know, if somebody's going to come, you know, come at me sideways, come at me sideways. I can take that. I'm a man. Right. I got heavy shoulders or big shoulders, but you're not going to be coming for these people back, back here, my family. Cause you know, you, you'll get the horns after that. Yeah. And, uh, so, I, you know, that's to protect them, but moving on to the whole couples and social media thing, that is a very interesting topic, man. I, I'm, I might hurt some people's feelings with what I would have to say, but maybe we shouldn't go there. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing off the table. I mean, we, if you don't want to, we can edit stuff out, but uh, if I say it, I ain't going to want to edit out. It's just, <laughs> I said what I said, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just think that people, as couples who are always posting their significant other, there's usually some type of insecurity there, man. Something, right. is, something is just not right. There's a casual post where you just happen to be together. You know what I'm saying? But you Ooh. posting this, oh, my honey boo, this and all that. Come on, man. Ain't nobody buying that mess. Y'all got problems. <laughs> Somebody cheated. <laughs> Which one of y'all cheated? <laughs> you just trying to claim him. Because his side piece was, you know, whatever. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I'm just saying. People like that got freaking problems. And it's just it's so, oh, God. That's why I don't do Facebook. Because of that kind of mess. I, I stay. I try to stay far away from the actual website of Facebook or the app. I use the creator side. So anytime you see me post on Facebook, it goes to my creator page. Mm -hmm. But it's through instagram because they're connected i don't go yeah. to directly facebook post nothing it's always you know <laughs> i gotta stay out every time i open the facebook app i'm like uh <laughs> but, oh close it close it close it it's like the little girl from the ring you know it's just, it pops out at me. <laughs> yeah okay i was having that conversation with my wife last week because um oh, hell, i don't care my sister does this all the time Mm -hmm. uh she 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 her and her um partner i just i'm just gonna say partner they always post about sis i love you if you see this you hear this ain't no shade but a shade <laughs> but maybe we shouldn't say this i mean I'm, no. I'm just, maybe we shouldn't say this she don't watch my shit no way so it's fine <laughs> okay but like you know like okay well okay just like so when folks post stuff all the time about how much they love their partner and all this like here and there okay it's fine i get it but when it's like every day and you're just praising them like they some type of greek god or goddess i'm like yo something ain't right about that it's crazy i get people all the time and i don't know if my wife gets it frequently but like 
my social media across the board is just Mikhail Casanova. Like if you you ain't gonna look me up by my real name. Well, that's real not your real name. name. Well, Casanova's not. First name is real, but last oh, man, name. I'm so disappointed. I thought Casanova was your last name, man. I was thinking to myself, that's the coolest freaking last name ever <laughs> on the planet. I am so I'm hurt. I'm. <laughs> I am so hurt. Oh my, man, I feel like. Oh man, you shouldn't no, told me. My, my well, I mean, is I well, I guess like if we go back a generation or two, that's my grandpa. Well, my grandpa, great grandpa's last name, but okay, no, well, this is somebody's name. It's it, it, it's it's a legit name. I just decided to run with it, which was I my wife's idea. It, it sounds good though. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it. I get made fun of some people like, oh, so you a Casanova? I'm like, yo, it's just a stage name. I don't want you looking up, and, and that's the re- whole reason I did that because. I, I have a background in InfoSec, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want nobody looking up my real name information, none of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, people frequently, because I, I brand it across the board, and the main thing you're going to see is just me. Like, I don't show my relationship status and nothing like that. I frequently have people, especially out here and other folks I know, always like, is everything good with you and your wife? Like, are you guys okay? And us? I'm like, yeah, why? You don't have to post. So it just seems like you're trying to be single. I'm like, I ain't do. What am I going to do? I'm at home with this. Yeah, with you all day. The little tall right over there. I'm her with her all day. What? How am I going to be out in these streets? Right. Doing what? Doing what? With, yeah. with a diaper bag? <laughs> Here's the crazy thing with uh like with that kind of stuff, half the time it'd be my wife taking the picture. <laughs> like it's me by myself because she's taking a picture of me, and people be thinking, What's wrong? How come she's not in your pictures? Because she was taking it. Who else gonna take this picture? <laughs> she knew I put this on the internet. She took the picture. Oh man. <laughs> no, it, it's just one of those things like I, I try to so like in my wife and I's our younger years and in the beginning of our relationship, we used to have a lot of people in family, friends, and we quickly realized that's detrimental to your relationship when you social got media. social media and having too many people involved. So like we pulled out, like we don't, we just don't discuss our relationship with nobody and, and people like, are y'all okay? We good. I see her every yep. day. Yeah, <laughs> I think, um, and I actually had to kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, in a lot of ways, teach my wife this, that our relationship is ours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like anytime anything goes outside of these four walls, it brings in problems. And that includes yeah. your family, especially your, especially your dang family. Cause yeah. <clears throat> especially on the man and woman side, like let's say you, you with a girl, let's say you're not married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and your wife are dating and y'all live together. You know, y'all get into a fight, you make her mad or whatever. She goes to tell her brother or her uncle or her daddy or somebody, right? And then she comes back two days later, y'all all lubby-dubby, and the thing has blown over between you and her. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you didn't make up with her daddy and her uncle. They looking at you sideways, you know, next time at the Sunday dinner, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get them, boys. And, you know, they don't realize that y'all made up. She loves you again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it just keeps building up and building up and building mm-hmm. up because you're going to hurt our feelings again. You know what I'm saying? And it works both ways. You know, if you got some sisters or something, you know, they looking at her like, you know, all sideways yep. and stuff. And y'all didn't made up. You love her. This is your woman. This is why y'all are still together. But to them, they still mad. And, yeah. you know, it's always going to cause problems. <laughs> uh, 
I've, I've been through that uh, with, with my in-laws, like, I want to say almost like uh, a decade ago or so. And yeah, my mom still looks at me a certain way. And I'm like, I love you too, mom. Yeah. Get over it. There you they go. Never get over it. <laughs> they don't. And the crazy thing is, they going through worse problems than y'all had. Y'all didn't already made up, but their relationship is straight up hot trash in the back. And they worried about <laughs> being mad at you. <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> this oh, man. this podcast, man. It it is. Like, yeah, this this podcast, we we touched on just about everything. You weren't yeah, expecting we, this today, we're were you? Right now. That? <laughs> you weren't expecting this, were you? No, I wasn't, man. And this is how my podcast used to go, man. It was just like there was you just talk and whatever yeah. comes out, that's where the subject goes. And I like podcasts like this. That way, you know, you can just say what you gotta say, you know, no matter how crazy it is, and then you just move on to the next subject. It's pretty much how my conversations go with my friend Sean, man. We we'll start out. It's always we always call each other with like a raging topic in mind because something triggered us and we had to talk about it and get it off our chest. But then it ends up going to some weird shit down a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like yesterday, um <clears throat> I was real triggered by uh, you know, something my uncle said about me. I had a relative pass away and mm. You know how this kind of stuff works out. And I was just mad because I don't like feel like people are doing what I think they should be doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, he kind of brought up some feelings. So I called my friend Sean. And the first thing I said to Sean is like, Sean, you're my best friend. This is what I'm going to need you to do. If I ever pass or, you know, I get taken out in an untimely fashion prematurely, I'm going to need you to take care of my wife. Don't come over here trying to do my wife. I just <laughs> need you to Damn. help my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make sure she's taken care of financially, but I need you to come over here and help my wife. Like if if one of the gutters is hanging from the house, hammer it yeah. back in place. I got the tools in the garage. You know what I mean? Like fix the faucet or something. Like do help my wife. Let her know she's got, you know, a network of friends and family standing behind her, ready to help somehow. It might not be money, but you know, she's somebody's got her back. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, where's all this coming from? I was like, just do it. <laughs> if I die, help my wife. <laughs> you're my best friend, man. You can't be claiming you're my best friend. And you come over here, you hug my wife, and we have a good time and stuff. And then if I'm gone, like, you never existed. It doesn't work like that. You are her, like, brother-in-law pretty much. So help my wife if I pass. Because I was really hurt by, you know, what I think my family should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, it just bothered me. So I called him up and that's how the conversation started. But then it ended with some weird stuff, man. Like we was talking about, <laughs> it was real intense and, and, and focused at first, but then it spread out into all the weird stuff we talk about. Oh man. Okay. So, so touching <clears throat> on that, <clears throat> do you find it um, hard or easy to maintain like relationships with friends? Like, in in real life friends and then like friends that you've met through like this content creating journey because me personally i think it's a delicate balance mm -hmm. and it's like sometimes it gets to a point where we talk more to other creators who are our friends and, and associates than we do sometimes like in real life folks but how do you feel like do you find it difficult or you, you juggle it real well now this could get me in trouble uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
First of all, when it comes to me and friends, I feel like as you get older, your friend count gets lower. Yeah. By the time you're my age at 44, you are very lucky to have three shows. 44. Yeah. Uh, Sir, you lie. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I just had a birthday in May. I don't want to say it out loud again, but you know, <laughs> he 34. He said 34 people. 34, just, yes. He 34. That's it. That's it. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, as you go up in age, like when you're in high school, you got 17 friends. Y'all are a crew, a clique. And then they just yeah. start peeling off, you know, through yeah. college, military, whatever. They just start peeling off. You go through things, they peel off some more. And by the time you get my age, you got you should have one. You're lucky to have two, and man, you are truly blessed if you got three shovel guys. Do you know what a shovel guy is? Yes, sir. All right, that's that. You do I need to? I'm gonna explain it for the people in the back. Okay. A shovel friend is that one cat who, or these cats, like if they saw you on the side of a freeway <laughs> or on the side of the road at 10, 11 o'clock at night digging a hole, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna <laughs> are they gonna keep going? <laughs> <laughs> and go say and go tell somebody you was digging a hole or are they going to show up and start asking a bunch of questions and then you might have to make your decision then or mm -hmm. does this person already have another shovel in their trunk and then they're like hey man you moving too slow we got to dig this hole and get the hell out of here so <laughs> you are very very fortunate if you have one shovel guy really really fortunate if you have uh, up to three so when i say that I say that because of friends. You got to be careful who you call your friend. There's yeah. the, the ones you actually know personally you grew up with or y'all just, you know, like some how that relationship was was forged through college, military, whatever. Right. And that's Sean. Sean's just he's just my guy. And then there's, you know, people I've met through YouTube, which, you know, there's there's a handful. Well, it's not even a full handful. It's like three. Right. That, you know, I like I, I call them friends. And I was just telling this one guy. His name is uh, uh, Jeff. <clears throat> I met him at CES. And it's funny, the timing of when I met him, because I just determined to myself, I'm done making new friends. I'm, I'm done because mm -hmm. people disappoint you. People suck sometimes. That's why I like my dog. He don't, you know, <laughs> I'll give him some treat. <laughs> so I go to CES and he meets, uh, we had kind of met before, you know, just kind of a little bit. And, um, I meet him in person and we meet at like the first night I'm there and somehow we just never separated. And I was like, man, I, I kind of like this cat. I, I hate it. I hate that. I like him. <laughs> I don't like him. You know what I mean? But I like him. I'm probably going to call him afterwards. Yeah. And sure enough, since CES, we have talked literally weekly, at least once, sometimes twice. And he is what I consider a new friend because he's just cool and he's there. And it's not because of YouTube. That's just how we met. But mm -hmm. we are cool because we are friends, not because of what I can do for him or what he can do for me. We just bond. We click. Yeah. Because a lot of people that I've met and, you know, he's one of the, the three I'm talking about. But a lot of people I've run across who could have potentially been good friends. They just ended up being people who. Oh man, I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but they just, hmm, I don't even know how to put it in the words. It's just, some people are just not for you. Let's right. just put it that way. They're just not right. for you. Right. Yeah, that, that That's something I've definitely, you know, on this journey, like I've, I've gone through a lot of that and I've really had to learn that. And I should have known this, 
the whole time i'm like now nah, everyone is your friend not everyone has your best interest at heart but you know I, i've had a lot of lessons with that you know a lot of mistakes i've made a lot of mistakes or, or you know poor choices other folks have made and consequences with that and it's just you know especially in this sphere of content a lot of people you just gotta be careful you know observe like uh recently i got invited by uh, Square Enix to the Fun Fancy 16 event. So I had to got, got to go to LA. They're like, yeah, you, you're invited. I'm like, okay, y'all paying for my flight, hotel, all that? No, you gotta pay for that. You said, oh, okay, cool. All right, well, all right, let me, let, let me row a boat across the ocean and get to California. All right, we here. And so when I got there, um, a lot of the creator folks that were attending that, that I've known for a while, like, I kinda, you know, cause you kinda know something's a little off when you're around people. You, you can read that or if you if you can't you probably need to start reading folks a little bit better but you know i i knew something was a little off when i was there and then they were all like clickish and like talking about oh you know i can do this if you do this for me or you know what's your follower account let's be friends how about you know shout out to you and i saw a lot of that young mm-hmm. and old and i'm just like this ain't this ain't what i want to deal with this ain't the type of people yeah. I want to rock with. And like some of the folks that <clears throat> I wouldn't have expected to be as cool as they are with me because I casually talked to them when I was at the event, I had a crappy time and I, I'll be honest, Square Enix, y'all treated me like utter dog shit at that event. Wow. I f- spent over a thousand dollars to go to LA. Didn't get to play the game. Didn't get to meet the producer. Didn't really get to talk to any of the voice cast. And I was VIP. I had a band that let me do nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then if y'all think sending me this jacket is compensation for a thousand dollars, no. And the fact that they featured all the other folks that are in their click on all their promotional stuff for the game. Sorry, that's just a little rant. I'm a little saucy with Square Enix. But the other folks that I know I, I had to get that one out there. But the other folks that I met that I know for PR from Microsoft and other companies that I've casually talked to, man, they took care of me. They they were cool, especially I got to shout out my boy Floyd. You know he took care of me, and you know like, and and getting back to the spot I was staying at, taking taking me to other event, meeting other industry folks. You know just, and you know and, and that's my boy now. That's that's my boy. I've known him for years, and he took care of me. And I'm like that's that that's a cool cat. And I can't say that about a lot of other folks I've met. And I. So I, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I, that rant came. And I was like, man, fuck Square Enix. <laughs> it just came But no, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. And I kind of, I experienced something similar at, you know, this last CES. Mm-hmm. Um, where I just started kind of seeing things from a bird's eye view. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to take my ball and go home. I don't want to play this game with you guys. Like, yeah. this who is who, or I'm in this click, you're in that click kind of thing. Tech world, the tech world, or even maybe just to broaden it out, the YouTube space is very clickish. And yeah. I've, I've just never been that kind of guy. Like, I'm just me. I'm not part of a click. And, yeah. you know, my identity is Antoine Richardson, not this click or who I'm associated with, or this person, I'm not a gatekeeping type of person. There's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in the YouTube yeah. community, i.e. the, or also the tech community, not that guy either. So yeah, I just, I just do me. And you know, when I met Jeff that one time, I was like, all right, 
I think I can I can bring this guy in. He'll be I'm gonna close the door right after he gets in. I mean, nobody else is getting in. So you better yeah. not try to be my friend, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm saying about, you come out. You come to Hawaii, oh, I'm taking care of you, bro. <laughs> oh, man, so you going to fuck around and be my friend, man. I don't like to play this field. I don't, I don't like <laughs> what is this feeling I'm feeling? Oh, my God. It, it's too many. Like, you wouldn't, and you wouldn't really even notice the amount of clicks that are in, like, the tech and even the game and, and all these spaces within content creating. If you're a casual viewer or someone who just, likes watching youtube videos you probably won't i mean you could pick up on it there are certain things you can find or see that would mm -hmm. allude to it but for the most part a lot of people wouldn't realize how it really is that's a lot you know how we said in the beginning a lot behind the camera you don't see when you go to these events a lot of things are very broaden in the open and you can see it you can see the clicks you can see who's yeah. friends with who you can see who's trying to get friends with somebody to get some and i ain't judging nobody you do what you do i just don't have to be part of it and mm -hmm. maybe that stifles growth because you know i'm not in with the click i i noticed that that's why i didn't get to do a damn thing when i was in la but does it really stifle growth it's debatable because, yeah, True. when you look at metrics like numbers, yeah, it could stifle growth. One could say that. But your personal growth is what's most important. It ain't about getting there. It's who you become in the process. Yeah. Yeah. So if you stay true to yourself, doesn't matter, you know, what that what that end result really was. I mean, you're still going to get there, right? But who are you once you're there? It's kind of like, you know, the story of a guy who becomes a millionaire. If you step on everybody you meet in order to get there, you're going to be lonely with your million dollars. You know what I'm saying? But if you show love and you respect people, you, you'll have a cult following pretty much by the time you get there. Cause you've taken care of everybody on the way you become a better person. Yeah. So, uh, one other thing I want to bring up and I want to be completely respectful of your time and I appreciate you taking time to do this with me. Um, no, I'm good. I want to add you. Should, okay. So I want to ask you, like, do you feel in this, this sphere, like in, in the tech space and even the YouTube space, do you feel like there is, you know, a lot of folks like a lot, a lot of brothers like you and I doing this? Like, do you feel like there's a lot of representation or you think there are opportunities folks just need to hop on and, and take the wheel and run with it or take the ball and run with it? Uh, as far as represent representation, like, I feel like it's, man, it's kind of hard to say. I think it's there. Mm -hmm. I don't see nothing to complain about uh, because of what I see. And I wonder, I've actually wondered this, man. It's funny you bring this up. I've wondered if Google slash YouTube actually does like curate content based off of like your race or gender. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, am I seeing black creators because I'm black? Because I see them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ooh, this guy's doing it too. You know what I'm saying? Is, is, is yeah. everybody up in this room? But I wonder if I was a white guy, would I be seeing these same guys? I'm not sure. Google knows everything. They take numbers literally on yeah. everything. So who knows? They could be curating this content to make me feel more inclusive or at home with what's on my feed. I have no idea. But as far as what I'm seeing, I think I think we're good. I think we got representation. Um, but there's there's always room, man. There's always yeah. room for more. And that's where I get to this whole clickish thing or this, this you can you do for me kind of thing or, you know, this gatekeeping thing. Dude, 
the internet is so big. <laughs> There's room for everybody to do anything. Even if 10,000 people have already done it, guess what? They ain't got your version yet. That's and if you want to be like, if you, if you are out there trying to be an MKBHD knockoff, no, we ain't got room for you. We got enough of that. We got him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got, first of all, we got him. He is, he is the goat. Right. And then we got, you know, 15 other guys trying to be like him. So we got them too. We don't need you doing that. You do you. Cause we need that. That's special. Yeah. It, you know, trying to, as I've said to young folks that are interested in going into this and they're like, Oh, I want to be like such and such. I want to be, I'm like, you can draw inspiration, but you'll never be them. You'll only be you. And you got you got a story, you got perspective that somebody, maybe 10, 20, 100, thousands, 100,000, millions, somebody wants to hear it. So let yeah. your voice be heard. You know, don't try to be somebody because you'll never be nothing more than a cheap knockoff of somebody else. That's so that's the bottom line right there. That is it. But, you know, speaking of inspiration, when I first got on YouTube, my first video, well, I think it was my first video, was a Flossie Carter style top-down camera that didn't want to show Flossie. my face. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want anybody to see who I was, even though I was already on the internet. I just like, I don't want nobody to know I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't show my face in like the first two videos. It was like uh, some phone cases for the Galaxy Note 7. And uh, oh, you take did me back, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> you take that. me back. I did that whole setup for a few videos, and then I was like, This is boring. Like, I want to see more, I want to make content I would actually enjoy watching. I don't like watching this, this type of content, so I started doing more content, like showing my face and different stuff. And while the videos were still trash, they felt better to do. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Okay, well, I need to sound this way because I saw other people doing it right. Cause I'm thinking that's what everybody wants. And I felt like I was, I was posing. I wasn't really, yeah. I was being myself, but at the same time I was trying to do it like everybody else. And I, at some point I was like, man, screw this. I'm, I'm giving them me, you know, because this is hard. <laughs> this other thing I was doing, that is hard. <laughs> being me is easy. And then at some point it just, it worked. I pe the people liked it. And that's why I say, they ain't seen your version yet. They might have seen it before. They like, let's say a head, of, a set of headphones. They've seen these headphones in a video, in ten other videos, but they ain't seen your version yet. And you give them the golden package and make them come back for another one. Yeah, I mean, anytime it's like when it comes to like audio tech, I go to your videos because I'm like, I can watch everybody else, and I'm not just, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being, being truthful. I Man, look I at your videos because it's like. I want to see somebody that actually can tell me how this is in real world usage. I want to see somebody who's actually excited other than, Oh guys, here's another, here's the spec sheet. And this is what this can do. This is what this can do. I'm like, can, am I actually going to use any of that? Come on now. <laughs> Give me somebody that's real. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know, you're bringing me to the whole thing where I don't even know how I started it or when the first time I ever did it was. There's this little segment I do where I got headphones and earbuds and I'm like, I know you want to know the answer, but do they jam? No. 
I don't know how that ever came to be. I wish I really, I wish I could figure out the first time I ever said that on camera. <laughs> well, I swear to you, I think people specifically come to those videos just to see that particular segment and then they leave. <laughs> but it's cool because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. I know there's a lot of YouTubers that do audio stuff, but I hope I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that does that. And that's what I mean. I'm all tangled up in this. And that's what I mean. Give them the golden package. Like, mm -hmm. give them something they can't get nowhere else. You know, just do you. It is what it is. Yeah. So, with that being said, man, is that anything? Uh, anything you wanna you wanna talk about? Anything you wanna leave the audience with? Any advice for you know the aspiring young folks out there? Advice on what? <laughs> I got you so know. much. I got so give much. In this circus. Oh, man. The secret of life. Go ahead. Give them that. You know what? Okay, I'll tell you the secret of, of life. And uh, you're going to think I'm just full of it when I say this. Seriously, mind your own business. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm laughing right now, but I'm serious as a heart attack. Mind your own business. Like, when somebody else has a problem, if they come to you with it, only allow them to 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 kind of like unpack on you so much have your boundaries and you know tell them hey that's enough you know in, in the <laughs> time where that's, that's enough because now you're bringing me down <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they come to you and but sometimes people go looking for it. they look for other people's business to get into and you know that impacts your life as well and it ages you man it really does and you know you said when you looked at me like that and he's questioning am i really 44 yeah i'm 44 i'm just minding my own business <laughs> i don't let nobody stress me out over nothing because they ain't got shit to do with me in the first place <laughs> 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 what i'm gonna be stressed out over uh, what how am i gonna be stressed out over some stuff that ain't got nothing to do with me and it's just i think that that's it that's the key to life mind your own business <laughs> <laughs> And drink water. Drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't expecting this. No, until you, bro. <laughs> no, but that, that's so true, though. Okay, so I'm gonna say this: like, I, unless I go on Twitter, and the the rare time I go on Facebook, because I I try to stay with Facebook too, but like. That's the only time when I'm I'm like I go in there and then people outrage. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? What y'all mad about? Yeah. I'm like, I don't. And it's like, how do you not know? I I I'm not married to these social media platforms, and it's like, even here with folks here, they'd be like, hey, you heard about that? No, how do you hear about it? Because I ain't focusing on nothing but me, my family. That's it. I'm trying to go own. to the beach because it is something yo. special about that man minding your own business on so many different levels yeah <sighs> i see do you hear that <sighs> i sleep good <laughs> you'll miss me good sleep bro because i'll be minding my own business man i ain't stressed out about <laughs> nobody else's problems <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i get my own problems to worry about you know yeah and yeah, man it's, it's good man i'm 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 just living my best life bro but I, I really do appreciate you having me on, man. I know it's been a long time coming, but 
to have someone invite you to be on their podcast, their show, their space, and, you know, give them or give you their time. However you say, it, I don't even know how to say it, but I appreciate it. And it's an honor for real. Nah, man, it's an honor having you on big fan and, you know, love your content, love your energy, man. That's the thing that's really, I want to say this again, like not blowing smoke up your ass, but like, I really vibe with you because you come off like a very genuine person and you are, I'm not, I'm not saying you're not, you are you know, talking to you. I, I, I feel that, that realness that I don't get from a lot of other people. And like with a lot of the content that I see, you see so many people because I understand you get clicks by being negative, everything like that. But I see how positive and how energetic and vibrant you are in your content that inspires me. And that's something that I've started doing for the last several years of my content. I'm rarely ever negative. And people are like, you're too positive. I ain't got shit to be mad about. You should be mad about this tech. Why? If I don't like it, I'm not going to buy it. Or if I don't want to, yeah. you know, like, I, I, and I feel like we, we vibe like that. And, and I appreciate that. Like it, not a lot of, not enough people are doing that. And I appreciate you for sticking true to who you are and just doing your thing, man. It's inspiring. I just want to let you know that. And I appreciate that, man. I, like the things that people are noticing that you don't even like, there's always somebody watching is basically what that means. So I appreciate you checking that out and noticing that. Cause that's just something that I just, I do. And I think more people, you're right. More people should do it, but they have to tap into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? To, to, to kind of tap into that a little bit. Do you have to go? Cause I really want to share this. No, if you no. not make this a clip, that's, that's fine. No, but you I really do think people should read more. And I ain't yes. talking about Harry Potter. I'm talking about <laughs> self-help books. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking about the stuff that helps you work on who you are. Yeah. Uh, one of the books, I have like a series of maybe five books that I've just keep going back to over and over again throughout life. Like, and there's this one that I go back to every year, at least twice. It's called hmm. Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Metcalf. Hmm. And uh, I won't get into the story, but Every chapter in this book, it's only a hundred pages. Easy read for especially for a guy like me. I'm not I'm not smart. So <laughs> this is lies, people. <laughs> super, super easy read. It's a hundred pages, but it's very well written. And every single chapter, depending on what stage I am in life throughout that year, I can just go to a chapter in that book and it speaks to me personally. Like it's almost like somehow some people feel about the Bible. Where mm -hmm. it's always there's something in there for every stage in your life. And in this book, there's a couple of chapters that I just have to go back to. One of them talks about um, your name, who you are. If everything is stripped away from you, like you lose your job, you lose your house, your wife leaves you, you know what I mean? And your leg falls off all at the same time. What's left? Who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, because some people find their identity in being a YouTuber in being a doctor, I'm a doctor and everything revolves around that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But once you take that, that doctor away, like you're a surgeon, if I chop off your hands, what you got left, you know, who are you? Like you got to figure that out. Only you can answer that question. Right? So once you actually finally answer that question for yourself and you're the only one who deserves the answer, once you actually answer that question for yourself, dude, 
you are so freaking powerful at this point. You have unlocked the, the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing mm -hmm. can touch you once you truly answer that question for yourself. And I feel like I have. And that's why I don't mind just walking around here wearing shirts with flowers on them. You know what I'm saying? Because I know who I am. And by the way, next time you invite me on this podcast, I'm going to need you to get yourself a flower shirt, bro. This is very I disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I just was like, man, folks don't feel like you know, he, he just riding that into ground. I'm like, no, like, because I've done that before. I was wearing the, the Hawaiian flo uh, floor shirts and people were like, People are like, man, that don't even seem authentic. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll whatever, man. Them. Let them do. Let them do. They go <laughs> say, man. Let the haters speak. You got, hey, this is this is how we roll here. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you figure this out, because I don't honestly, I don't believe a lot of people will have figured out who they are. And the reason why I noticing is and say it with confidence is because of our state of the world today. There's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on in politics and and different social things that are going mm -hmm. on. People are so easy to jump on certain bandwagons and just ride with some shit that don't even make sense. And it's because they don't even know who they are. They need to belong to something. And it, yeah. you, know, you know how they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Fall for anything. Exact same concept. If you don't know who you are, you, you just feel like you need to belong to something. And whatever comes along that will accept you or just slightly agrees with what you're thinking or feeling at the moment, you're just going to go jump in head first. No, nah, man, just do be you. It's a lot of room for individuals out here. It's okay to be out here by yourself as an outlier. Yeah. And that's where I find myself on a lot of occasions as an outlier because I know who I am. Yeah. But it's, it started with the book, though. So that's what I started this whole thing with. <laughs> you <gotta read> the <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a lot of chaos going on out here, man. <laughs> I don't know stuff. They're like, why was I talking about this? Oh, the circus. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Whole damn circus going on up in there, man. Oh, man. So, so, my... Trapeze people <laughs> flying around. You don't want to be in here. It's dark. <laughs> you don't want to be in here. <laughs> you don't put this on the internet, man. <laughs> this is going on the internet. <laughs> It's all good, man. It's what we do. It is, man. So, so my my um my my last question to you is: uh -huh. Did you have fun today? Yeah, dude, I had a blast, man. This is fun. I love doing this kind of stuff. My eyes twitching. I love doing this kind of stuff, <laughs> man. Just sharing my story, my journey, what goes on in the circus in here. You know, just sometimes you got to get it out. This is great. This is a great platform to get it out, man. I appreciate you <laughs> letting me get it out. This is therapy for me, <laughs> entertainment for you, and entertainment for the people. But I got the therapy here. I'm the winner. This is uh, man. It, definitely, man. I'd love to have you on the show again. Uh, we we gotta top it up again. And it, like I said, if you ever come out here to Hawaii, I take care of you, man. Because I'm the Hawaii guy for all my industry and creative friends that come out here. They're like, hey, I'm going to Hawaii. All right, what part? Where you stand? What you want to eat? What you want to go to? Let me let me take care of you. As far as Hawaii, are there actually, let's see, this is where the not so smart part comes in. Is is it really just one main island and there's a lot of inhabitable islands or are all of them habitable as far so as Hawaii? Like, so um, there's uh, the, the big island, uh, the biggest island is called Hawaii, but it's, mm -hmm. I, we nickname it Big Island. So that's the biggest one, but it's also kind of more of the, I say it's more country. 
and then you've got the biggest tourist spot being Oahu, where Honolulu is, and then you've got Maui. Yeah, so Maui, uh, Kauai, Lanai, Molokai. What's two other ones I can't think of right now? And then we got the ninth island, which is Vegas, because people like to leave here and go to Vegas. So we claim that as the ninth island. Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We call it the ninth island. Oh, if people okay. go there, I, I mean, it's because you can't gamble here. There's no gamble. No, well, there is gambling. It's, if you go down to, to downtown Chinatown in Honolulu, I mean, we have underground casinos, but we ain't telling nobody that. It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. So we... <laughs> We got we got those, but because people here like to gamble, um, they go to Vegas, and so we just claim that as a ninth island. Got you. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna make it to Hawaii. Oh man, I'm gonna have to get my paper up though. I, I've heard it's very expensive to basically be there, so I'm gonna have to save up my pennies to get there and be there. Right. I miss What's my cool? IT check sometimes. Like that? That's, that's that. To say how expensive it is here, I missed my IT checks. Oh man. Okay. See, you just all right. So But that's that's why you have folks here to take care of you. That I way you, you ain't got you ain't gotta get all that. So like as as an example, two of my two of my friends, um, voice actors. So John John Eric Bentley, who does uh Barrett and Final Fantasy Seven remake, and then uh Gerald Rivers, who's in Bison, Street Fighter. So they, whenever they come out here, I'm like, yo, where you want to stay? I'm like, you can stay at my condo. I can find you a good hotel if you want. You know, you need a car. I got you. Like, you ain't about to hit the brunt of all the tourist traps because it's a tourist trap. Hawaii, we want your money. That's why we, <laughs> that's why everything's so damn expensive. Come here, okay. go broke. No, I, I'm going to protect you from that. So I appreciate yeah. the hospitality and the honesty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to make it out there, man. I really, I really want to. Uh, me and my wife, we are considering. Well, we're not considering. We want to move to Portugal at some point. I would Ooh. give it about eight years, and we want to move over there and just kind of do life for maybe a minimum of ten years or so. But before we go there, I guess we got to stop by Hawaii now. Yes, sir. You love it, right. Right. Yeah, man. So. But when you ever get time again, please have me back. I'm gonna need some more therapy at some point. Anytime, brother, you're always welcome back on. Any um go ahead and plug your stuff and, and anything you're working on. And if you want to leave the audience with anything, floor is yours. You see, watch this. You get the full screen. Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> How y'all doing? He just threw that in my face like that. No. Um, oh, just call me Antoine on Instagram. Just Call me underscore Antoine. I had to remember that. Uh, new Stuff TV on YouTube, and you can find me under the New Stuff TV on TikTok as well. I don't do Twitter, and I really don't do Facebook, but you know where to find me, man. And I'm going to give you the golden package every time you do. <laughs> now, y'all yeah. keep being good to each other, and I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> yes, All right. And with that being said, people, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. If you want to catch this episode and many others, we available on every major podcast and platform. If you want to find this in video format and catch on youtube.com slash Mikhail Casanova, as well as on Spotify, we're a Spotify partner. So if you want to watch the video format, go over there. We're also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere. Look, if you can 
get a coconut and, and wire it into the ground, get some electricity. You can find us. We own the. <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh right there, man. I was going with it. You're going to be able to find If you can take two cans and put them together, you can put some string. You can catch the podcast there. We everywhere. Universal. We worldwide, people. So with that being said, we gonna catch y'all in the next one. <laughs> you a damn fool, man. <laughs> My guy said put two coconuts together. Okay. Did you did you turn this off yet, man? No, I can't record. Turn it off, bro. This is embarrassing me. <laughs> All for your time for listening to this episode of the Casanova Podcast and One Podcast in Hawaii. If you found this episode to be incredibly enjoyable, informative, or if there's anything you gain from it, or any insight, or you know anything that's good that you really really enjoy, make sure whatever platform you're listening to it on, or if you're watching it, leave a comment if that's available on the platform. Like it, share it around with someone you think would enjoy it, and give us some feedback because your feedback is exactly what we need to keep this show going and if you're wondering what are some ways that you could support the show we got various ways we've got patreon we have channel memberships over on youtube as well as subscribe star coffee and so much more links for everything will be in the description of the podcast so make sure you go check that out and with all that being said i hope you have an aloha rest of your day let them know that i'm next level i'm a whole new kind of guy at the top spot in case you forgot we the ones that got the black hot bullet got the shot